Celebrating 21 years in Positive Talk Radio. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box with you as we rock for three solid hours every Saturday right here on XM Satellite Radio 168 and streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. We cover every issue that has to do with moving ahead in life, with your finances, with your sex life, your career, your relationships, your spiritual path, your health. Whatever that you want to do that's more than you got right now, you're tuned into the right place. We are proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, and we welcome aboard the 12 million XM Satellite Radio subscribers and everyone else listening to us online, broadcasting live as we do every Saturday at a Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Welcome aboard an awesome show. As always, we've got coming up in a couple minutes, we're going to talk about honesty. Is it always the best policy? Should we always be honest with everyone in our life? I'll be giving you the answer to that. Get your pen and papers ready. <laughs> because we have the, uh, the final answer on honesty. You will not need to have anything else other than that we're going to tell you right now to, to lead an amazing life. Our guest, Dr. Sarah Godfrey, returns. She's the author of The Hormone Cure, How to Reclaim Balanced Sleep, Sex Drive, and Vitality. This woman rocks. She's going to be with us in a little bit, giving us some of advice on how to do all of those things. Calling in from England. We've got Derek Mills. He's the author of The 10-Second Philosophy, Practical Guide to Releasing Your Inner Genius, all the way from England. Thomas Pape is back. Oh, my Lord, your call's live. Our toll-free number, 1-800-WRITE-THIS-DOWN. Because when Thomas comes on the air, the phone lines go nuts. He'll be doing readings on the air regarding your birthday, what to expect in the months and years to come, Thomas Pape is back. Our toll-free number, write it down because you're going to want to get on. When I say call now with Thomas, call now if you want to get on the air, 1-800-548-8255, 800-548-8255. And then we're going to talk about nudism. Oh, my Lord. Is it sex-crazed individuals that are involved with nudism, or are there benefits for all of us to be more nude more often, <laughs> we have Deb Bowen coming on. She's the marketing director at Caliente Spa and Resort talking about sans clothing, leave, living a life without clothing. I happen to love that, as a matter of fact. I'm going to see what Deb has to say. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, the question of the day. Should we always be honest? You know, you heard from when we're kids, honesty is the best policy, always be honest, and blah, 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 blah. Is that the truth? Is it really true? Is it the best policy? Hmm. If a wife says to you, your girlfriend, your wife, your partner says to you, do I look fat in this? Are we supposed to be honest? Of course, if if you're a guy listening right now, you're going to go, hell no. I'm not going to live with the wrath of that <laughs> for the next six days, six weeks, six years. Hell no. You know, um, if the husband says, is it OK if I skip the family dinner and go watch the game with my buds? Should you be honest? Or should you just let it go? What if the cab driver says, um, so don't you love all the holiday lights and the bustle and everything, and you're in the back of the cab if you don't love that stuff? Should you say, you know, actually, I hate all this holiday crap? Like, when is it that we want to be honest, and when does it matter, and when doesn't it matter? I'm going to give you the answer here. here here's the final answer you'll ever need to know. Be 100% always with those people in your life who matter to you. But do not expect agreement. Now, this is the kicker. Always be honest, but don't expect for them to like your honesty. 
right? And I know for all the guys out there, you're going, David, you're insane. Do you know that I'm not going to get any sex until after the holidays <laughs> if I follow your advice right now? And I'm going to say, you know what? Let me tell you the benefits of being honest. The benefits of being honest is you don't have to worry about what you said. You don't have to hide. You don't have to feel like, you know, I got away with that one. Thank God. Be honest. If someone doesn't look good in an outfit, say, you know, that's not my favorite outfit on you. Absolutely not. Just say it. If a guy says to you, hey, you know, do you mind if I miss the, 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 the dinner, the birthday party coming up because there's a huge game? If you if you don't feel that way, don't go, oh, sure, that's okay, honey. If you don't feel that way, you know why? Because when we're not honest, we hold resentments. We hold shame. We hold guilt. We hold all this crap. Be honest, but then just don't expect your partner, your friend, to be happy with you. Life isn't supposed to be just happiness all the time. Don't hide behind the truth. Be the truth. Now, what about that cab driver stuff? Well, don't worry about that. You know, if you just want to agree with someone that you don't really know and they're not really in your life that much just to let it go, let it go. Those type of things I could care less about being honest with. But the people in your life that matter always. And if you get spanked, we call it being spanked by the universe. If you get spanked for your honesty, deal with it. But at least you're not going to have to hide behind guilt or shame, untruthfulness, lies, and trying to remember what you said. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. We are here to help people radically change your life. 1-800-548-8255. Email us during the show at talkdavid.com. I am David Essel. Stay right there. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, America's positive radio talk show. David Essel alive with you for 21 years and counting. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. My guest, we got her back. I love this woman, Dr. Sarah Gottfried. She's a uh, Harvard-trained physician, 20-plus years experience as an MD, and author of the book, The Hormone Cure. Reclaim balance, sleep, sex drive, and vitality naturally. With the Gottfried Protocol, Sarah, Dr. Sarah, welcome back. Thanks, David. So happy to be with you. Yeah, same here. Hey, um, let me ask you this question. What percentage, if, if you have any idea whatsoever, Dr. Sarah, what percentage of women claim on a regular basis to have their life slowed down by anxiety or depression? Do you have any idea what we're looking at there? Well, I know the number is at least... 80% in my medical practice, and I've been tracking oh this God. for 10 years. So 80% of my medical practice, but if you look at all women across the U.S., we know it's at least 26%, because that's how many are taking prescription medication for it. Okay. And and the cause, the cause like if we just, let, let, let's just take anxiety. We've, we'll separate the two, anxiety and depression. If if a woman is is struggling with anxiety and she's on medication and now now you know I'm going to assume this is the law of attraction with you if 80% of your your clients are struggling from that then they must know they must feel something special with you to come in and to be that open and they also must know that that maybe you're going to give them an alternative to something other than drugs would that be correct Well I I would definitely agree with that and I think the other piece David is that when they get a prescription for anxiety, when they get the Lexapro or they get the Xanax prescription, 
I, I think many of them feel unsure about it. They, they feel ambivalent. They know that it might be addictive, and it just mm. doesn't seem right to them that it's not getting to the root cause. Yeah. And, with, and Dr. Sarah, you know, this is what I've seen in my clients. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I don't even play one on TV. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what I've seen with clients that come in, and I don't know the medical term for this, but, um, but whatever dose that they're on when they first get their prescription from their doctor, within a couple weeks, it's not enough. In other words, they have to up the dose to get the same anti-anxiety relief. What's that called? That's called tolerance. Tolerance. Tolerance is the official medical term for it. And what it means is that your brain has adjusted to this medication. And so you need mm-hmm. a higher dose to get the same effect on your happy brain chemicals, things like serotonin and dopamine, the things that help you with anxiety. Okay. And then with the anxiety, what's creating it? What, what, what are the main causes that your clients are talking to you about? Well, what I find, David, is that I think we've got an epidemic of hormone imbalance, and it's being treated with exactly the wrong thing. So if you take something like anxiety, I think the number one problem is hormones that are out of balance, usually cortisol, sometimes Mm -hmm. estrogen, out of balance with progesterone. Progesterone is that lovely hormone that helps you feel calm and soothed. And then sometimes thyroid can also cause anxiety. And I call these three the Charlie's Angels. They're your hormonal Charlie's Angels. When they're out of balance, it's going to make you feel anxious, sometimes fat, often cranky, and it'll kill your sex drive. Mm. And these, now these are, these, these Charlie's Angels that you're talking about, blood tests to find out from your physician of where they are? Is it saliva tests? What, what kind of tests should people be taking to find out where they, they're related regarding these different hormones? For testing, I often will recommend that you start with some questionnaires just so you can really get targeted and spend your money wisely. I find blood testing is what seems to convince the conventional physicians more than saliva testing. But I think all of them have a role. You know, sometimes I think when you're checking out your stress response, you know, those cute little adrenals in your mid-back and how Mm. they're pumping out hormones... Sometimes saliva, sometimes blood, sometimes urine is the best way to go. So, but I recommend starting with the blood testing because often that's paid for by insurance and your doctor is more likely to believe it. Right. Now let's switch to depression. The number of percentage of your clients, is it still right there, 80% that are struggling with some type of depression? With depression, it's, it's somewhere between about 60 to 70% of my clients. So depression is another just really common problem that I see. And there's a lot of other symptoms that get tied up with depression, as you know, David, like the sex drive issue and energy. A lot of women come in telling me that they just feel depleted, like life is harder than it should be. Mm -hmm. And And the causes of of that, the, 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 the main causes of depression would be? Main causes of depression are... You know, I I take care of women. So low estrogen is a very Mm. common one. Mm. And another one is estrogen dominance. So this is one of those situations where you want estrogen in this Goldilocks position. You don't want it too high and you don't want it too low. (laughs) That's great. Same thing with cortisol. We know that cortisol, the main stress hormone, when it's Mm -hmm. too high or too low, it's linked to depression. In fact, it's linked to suicide. 
Psychiatrists mm. use cortisol levels to assess whether someone is at risk for suicide. Wow. And yet and so, a lot of primary care doctors, conventional physicians just won't check a cortisol level. And I find it's, it's really valuable. Yeah. Are you, and you're finding, Dr. Sarah, you're finding that, that the, the anxiety and depression is more linked to chemical imbalances within the body than emotional imbalances or financial stress or relationship stress? Or do those stresses from the outside world actually alter the hormonal levels within the body? Well, David, I would say it's both and. It's not that either or idea here. It's that when your thyroid is borderline or it's under functioning, that can make you depressed. It can make you have more emotional issues. You know, it may be much harder to roll with the punches. Your relationships might suffer. And that can cause more stress. And then that can further cause problems with your thyroid. So a lot of people get into a vicious cycle where it's hard to know what's the chicken and what's the egg. But we know with depression that 20% of people with depression have a thyroid problem. And yet when I ask women in my office behind closed doors, did you get your thyroid checked before you got this prescription for the antidepressant? Often the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to change that. I really want to change this conversation. I want to get to the root cause and get these women the kind of help and relief they need. And this is also true for men. You know, that, that same issue with a thyroid and with testosterone and with cortisol and stress hormones, it also impacts the mood of men. Right. Right, right. Hey, is that, you know, when the, we call it the midlife crisis with men, I don't know, would, 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 before I go to ask the question about men, would, um, would menopause be the midlife crisis for women? Well, I think it's, it's a midlife opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> of course like you would say that. Doctor, on it, right? Wait a minute, Dr. Sarah. Of course you would say that. <laughs> Being course. the optimist and the angle of life you come from, I love it. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I would say it, it is your call to action. It is your time to choose either to grow or die. Mm. And if you are not choosing to grow, if you're not choosing to step into your power, then by default, you're choosing to slowly die. So I, I would say it's not a midlife crisis. It's an opportunity. Midlife opportunity. That's great. Now, with guys, let's let's talk about men with their midlife opportunity when they feel that need to buy the fast car or the boat or whatever they might do. Is that hormonally based more so than what's going on in the outside world? Can Do you know? Well, I, I, I can give you some educated guesses here because I've been fascinated by hormones for more than 20 years. And what I find with men is that often... The same things that used to get them charged no longer have the charge for them in midlife. And sometimes this can be related to what's called andropause, which is when you're not making as much testosterone as you used to. And it's that hormone that makes you confident and randy and mm -hmm. engaged. And so <laughs> it can make men more cranky and irritable. So I do think that there's a reach for the sports car as a way of trying to get better and better charges to kind of get you moving forward. But I'd love to hear like your that. opinion on this too, David, because I'm sure you have some <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I see, and again, you know, not from a medical perspective, from an emotional perspective, 
is that I see a lot of guys that hit that point that end up questioning is this all life is? In other words, you know, a lot of guys that I've seen that go out and buy the car, the boat, and do all that kind of stuff, they've gotten to a place of doing the same job, whatever it might be, for 20, 15, 20 years or longer. They've been bored for 15 or 20 years, and they finally get to this space where they go, you know, I'm not going to live forever. And right. and they see that maybe the life that they've accepted up to this point, Sarah, has been way under what their potential is, and so they want to start acting out. But that's just emotion. That has nothing to do with hormones, you know? Well, I, I, I agree with you. You know, it reminds me of an idea I heard from Wayne Dyer where he talks about the first 50 years is about ambition, and the second half of life, starting around 50, is about meaning. And I think that's what you're tapping into emotionally here, that yes. often people are saying to themselves at age 45 or, or 51 that they want more. They want mm-hmm. a deeper, richer, more complex and textured experience. So I would agree with that. I would really agree with that. And I think hormones do have something to do with it. You know, when you have sky-high testosterone as an 18-year-old man, you're less interested in meaning for the most part than (laughs) achieving other things, shall we say. (laughs) That's great. Very, very politically correctly put. (laughs) Oh, good. I was hoping to be careful. I know this is a a family show. (laughs) Yeah, that that rocked. That was good. But but yeah, and, and so then they, you know, at that age, right, 18 to whatever it might be, they're in this point of, of just accomplishing, uh, attacking uh, victories in all areas of life. And then you do that for a number of years, and then there's got to be something more. And I like what you said the way Wayne put it. There's got to be something more. Dr. Sarah, before we leave, I want to mention this for our guests and for our, our, our listeners. We have a free audio. Dr. Sarah Gottfried has a free audio program. Uh, for women that want to feel fabulous for no reason at all, I love it. Um, to ignite the mood, there's a free download audio. Just go to sarahgottfriedmd.com. Sarah without an H, S-A-R-A, gottfriedmd, as in medicaldoctor.com, slash alive. sarahgottfriedmd.com, slash alive, and get your free audio program. Um, Dr. Sarah, we've got about 45 seconds left. I'd love for you to wrap this up with a tip for our listeners to get that passion going again in life. Mm. Well, I would say the place to start is with your hormones. You know, don't accept that this is somehow a moral failing, that you don't feel as good as you expected to, that life feels harder. Look into your hormones. There's most likely a biological reason why you're not rocking your mission and feeling your absolute best. <laughs> rocking your mission. That is so good. <laughs> Glad you like and it. I, I love being on with you. Oh, this this is just great, Dr. Sarah. It really is. Dr. or Sarah Gottfried, MD.com slash alive. Sarah Gottfried, MD.com slash alive for your free audio. Dr. Sarah, we're going to get you back. It's always our pleasure. And have a beautiful rest of your night. And say hi to your husband, David, for me. I will. Thank you, David. Okay, bye-bye Bye-bye. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Show. Email us at talkdavid.com or call us. I am David Essel. Stay right there. Just gonna stand there watch me
You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show, celebrating 21 years on the air, broadcasting out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Coming up in a moment, directly from England, Derek Mills, the author of the book, The 10-Second Philosophy, will be with us, a practical, practical guide to releasing your inner genius. Derek, all the way from England, will be with us in just a moment. I've got to get to this uh, a quick, we just got this blast of emails in. Um, one of our listeners is asking about the energy benefits of green tea. It's not the same as caffeine, is it? And the answer is absolutely not. As a matter of fact, when people go to substitute green tea, which is a heck of a lot healthier than coffee, right? Um, not the same with coffee, as they said, not caffeine. The antioxidant benefits of green tea is off the charts from a positive perspective, just amazing. But the milligrams of caffeine in a cup of green tea might be 40, whereas a strong cup of coffee could be 140. So if you're going to be substituting green tea for your coffee, you're going to have to have a little patience in regards to that energy boost. You'll either have to drink a lot more of it, which isn't bad because of all the antioxidant properties, um, but while you're doing that, you're also flooding your body in the most positive way, life-enhancing chemicals. So I'd say it's worth it. You know, Even though you're not going to get the same buzz as you would if you were drinking your coffee, it is so, so worth it. And don't forget also our brand new book, uh, Absolutely Free, The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life. Get your book now. We're giving away 1 million copies free at talkdavid.com talkdavid.com and we'll be getting to more of your emails later on in the program as we always do so with me right now this guy's life is amazing he's gone through some outrageous challenges Derek Mills we're talking about author of the book the 10 second philosophy with us from England Um, he's gone through some amazing challenges lost his mom when he was young developed a stutter for 12 or 15 years um, got into the financial financial industry um, and then found himself in a ton of debt. And then we're going to find out how one key conversation with a security guard radically changed his life. And now he's doing the same thing to help millions of more people. Derek, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, David. How are yeah. you? I'm doing great. I am doing great. So this conversation with a security guard, how did that happen? And what did he tell you that so radically changed your life? It actually was a, an outstanding question, although to most people it would be a, an ordinary, everyday question. But sometimes in life, David, we find a place that a, a word, a thought, a question, a phrase or an idea just, just grabs us and makes us stop and pause and, and to go inside and to do something different than it did before. So um, I, I'm in the office uh, one night and I've been working at that point on, on a self-employed basis, working for myself. And I say I accepted, as I wrote in the book, that I'm uh, at that point was failing in all the areas that mattered to me, including financially and with my family and my health and other things. And one night at about almost 10 o'clock in the evening, the security guard just came in and I asked him for more time before I went home. I'd been there since very early in the morning. And he said to me, Derek, what time did you get in this morning? And to most people, that question means nothing at all. But as he walked away, I actually answered the question to myself, because I'd been in since 8 that morning, up since 6 to get on the road for 7, and here I was in early 10 in the evening, not, not going home yet. So in that moment, his question caused me to pause and question what I was doing with my life. I went inside myself to discover who I really am as a person, and it literally held me for about, for about 10 seconds 
it took a very short period of time for me to go, this isn't me. Hmm. This is not my life. This is not my space, and that's why I'm not happy. Who am I really? And then the answers came from that place. Mm. Yeah, who am I really? Yeah, I, I think, Absolutely. Derek, isn't it true that a lot of us are probably a little afraid of asking that question because the answer may be that we have to radically change our lives to play out who we truly are. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I do feel, however, that, uh, that most people in life are not truly happy. And mm-hmm. they're not happy, or not truly happy, because they're not who they truly are. And part right. of happiness is the discovery of self and, and the gifts that you came here with and getting that out and developed into the world. And that's where mm. happiness and true success comes from. Mm. And you say something in, in, in your materials about mm. only 3% of Americans achieve the, the goals that they set for themselves, which is outrageously yeah. low, meaning 97% of Americans do not achieve the goals they're setting. And why is that? It's unusual, because if you uh, look back beyond uh, the last 110 years or so, there's not much out there about goals. It wasn't, say, that the phenomena that it is right now around the whole world. I've spoken from, you know, from Asia to Europe to America, and everyone focuses and talks about goals, but you go back 110 years or so, that wasn't our language. Hmm. What's, what's really happened, we've discovered, because this research done, in fact, it was an American study that's featured in the British paper, and it basically said that uh, only 3% of those Americans surveyed uh, in North America said that they were achieving their goals. So just like your surprise, I was wondering, well, what about the other people? What's happening with, with, with this? What mm-hmm. really came out of that for me was that uh, was part of my own research, and my own studies, and my own experience, said that most people don't achieve their goals. And in fact, those that do set goals don't achieve all of them, clearly. But the fact is that most people do not achieve their goals. So what, what is it about goals that isn't really getting us to be who we really are and having right. us feel happy and successful? Yeah. So there's, there's yeah, what is it about goals? If, if, if we have 97% not achieving their goals, what are we missing in the setting of goals? Well, actually, it's a huge challenge because uh, sometimes, you, you, you know, for example, you get out of bed. Now, you might think, what, what's a goal just to get out of bed or to go to the bathroom or to have some breakfast to keep me going to the next moment? And this has been a way that man has been since, since his you know, existence. But what's happened in the last 80 to 90 years has been really interesting. We've taken that basic way of existing and being into, into the workplace, into the home. And man has, in the last 60 to 70 years in particular, decided that goals is the only way to be happy. I must have that thing, do that thing, achieve that thing, attain that thing. Then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And what we've noticed, of course, that people have been attaining things and haven't got the happiness. They set another goal. <laughs> and then the, right. when I attain that, then I'll be happy. The promotion, the, the right partner, the right house, the right street... And they're still not happy. So I know that you know this because I've seen your work, and it, obviously it's about the journey. It's about the, the, the journey that we go on, and the journey is far longer than the destination. So goals, the way I talk about it in the book, in the 10-second philosophy, was my discovery was that after 18 years of working, I was still a failure, and I was, I was broke, and I was almost depressed. Mm-hmm. So how come after setting goals and going on the courses and programs and the books when I, when I still depressed and broke? And what I realized was that for some people, goals don't work. They simply mm-hmm. don't work. And that's quite controversial, as, as I'm sure you, you'll agree. But one of the challenges is when you look at the facts, how come everybody isn't achieving their goals? Yeah, right. But, uh, and, <laughs> wait, Derek, <laughs> well, wait a second. It's simple, isn't it? I know this is simple stuff. And, and no, the no, no. The 10-second no, philosophy is simple. 
I know. I love it, though. I love it, though, because here's the thing I'm laughing so hard at. 97% of people are failing at setting goals, but we keep setting them, right? That's kind of insanity, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's, it's, a, it's a deeper question because I think one of the things about goals, and we know by definition, there's something that we set out there in the future for ourselves to be, to have, or to do something out and out in the future. And it doesn't matter whether it's a week, a month, three years, or a decade away. And part of the, the human experience is that when we set something into the future, we end up attaching some of our happiness and contentment to the achievement of that thing. Right on. So we have or done that thing, which takes away the happiness and contentment from today. That's right. Whereas true success, of course, and true happiness is based in the now. It's a now experience. So mm-hmm. I began to, uh, to play around with this. And, of course, having had 18 years of failure, um, which ruined almost every part of my life, I got to a place where I thought, what else is there? And it's the journey that I took on the inside when I discovered who I really was, my true self. And it's from the place of true self, my true intuition, my heart, my spirit, the gifts I came here with began to speak to me. And what they shared with me was what, what you need to do, Derek, is to set standards based on who you truly are. Standards that keep you in the now, keep you present, keep your gifts flowing just for today. So a standard is uh, you know, a, a basis, a criteria, a rule, a level, or quality that you set one day at a time just for today, and you stick to that standard, and you set them from your true self, from your inner self, your inner spirit, and you stick to that standard just for one day. Not for 20 years, just for one day. And I believe is that when, that when that truth came out of me, it revolutionized my life. Mm. Because you know, what, what happened for me was that people um, began to turn up to say to me, Derek, how do you go from being broken, depressed, and working six days a week so late into the night to uh, you know, becoming a millionaire, to working three and a half days, to doing all these things, amazing business, amazing clients. After 18 years of failing, how come in three years you've turned it around? And I first began to share with them you know, how I felt on the inside. I discovered my true spirit and my, my gifts, and I, I, I listened to my inner voice, and I followed the, the, the guidance and messages from that place. I'll be blunt with you, David. Some of them didn't want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know, now how did you get that money? <laughs> yeah, right, that's that? right, that's right. <laughs> you went from being yeah. a hey, hey, Derek, to a millionaire, I, I how could did you just... do that? Yeah, I could just see them sitting there going, well, that's nice that you found your life purpose, but I want to know about the million dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that was funny because um, what it meant, I had to go back inside myself to get the answers in a way that would suit them. Because it wasn't about me, it was about them. So they were able to discover, and as I share in the, in the 10 Second Philosophy, I began to go, go into my, inside myself to get the messages and the words and the thoughts and the questions for them. And as I asked them better questions, almost, to me it was almost like a miracle happened. Some of these hard-nosed business people that are looking for a business solution, what is step one, what is step two, what is step three? Right. When I shared with them about standards and the true self, and standards is, is a process you can go through. And my website, I, there's, a, there's a free download on there that talks about setting standards, reviewing your existing standards, and setting new ones that serve you and that can cause you to grow. I shared that with them. But what's beautiful about that is that in setting standards, you do it from the inside. So these hard-nosed business people began to go inside themselves to discover mm. who they really were, to set true mm. standards. Then their language changed. <laughs> this is the miracle for me. They, they, they went all fluffy on me. Yeah. <laughs> they were talking about, yeah, I feel this, and I've got this great connection now with my family and my clients. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Yes. Even when my, the gift for myself, for my true self, gave me a way of connecting with them. 
but it also allowed them to go inside, and that's what I share in the philosophy. You have to go inside and to uncover your own genius, your own true self, using real-world like practical that. approaches. Derek, we, we've got to go to a quick break. We're going to come back. We're speaking with Derek Mills, the author of the book, The 10-Second Philosophy, A Practical Guide to Releasing Your Inner Genius. Derek is joining us right now from England. And hang in there, Derek. We're going to be gone for a couple minutes. We'll come back and talk more about The 10-Second Philosophy. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel Alive, 1-800-548-8255, one 800 548 Email us at talk david.com text us at 941-266-7676 text us at 941-266-7676 i am david essel stay right there yes to tell you she's an orphan after you meet her You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show. David Essel in the box with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Listening to us live on XM Satellite Radio 168 and streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. 1-800-548-8255. Text 941-266-7676. My guest all the way from England is Derek Mills, author of the book, The Ten Second Philosophy, A Practical Guide to Releasing Your Inner Genius. Hey, Derek, when, when someone taps into the standard type of living and living in the moment and doing what they are here to do, living their true, authentic life, that doesn't mean, though, that everyone around them is going to like the change, does it? That's very insightful, David, because um, one of the things that I share in the philosophy is that when you begin living as your true self and you start developing and sharing the gifts that you came here with, people around you are used to the old you. (laughs) They're used to you being Mm -hmm. the person you've been for the last 10 or 15 or 20 years. So one of the key things is how we handle that, is about being patient with those people as they begin to, uh, in one way, to catch up or get used to the person that you really are, that you are becoming. And Mm -hmm. and that's vital. I experienced that personally and had to allow my, my wife, my four children, my friends and my colleagues and clients to catch up to where, where, where I was, because that was my happy place. That was the true me. And, of course, it's vital to have people around you but be with you, not just there. Yeah, what was the, let's say with your family, Derek, when you went from mm-hmm. this guy that was working 18-hour days and struggling financially and with your health and all this kind of stuff, and all of a sudden you mm-hmm. flipped a switch and you start living who you truly are, what was the greatest struggle for your wife or your children with the new Derek? Very interesting because I think the one of the, the, one of the things that I found was that they were so much... Let's, let's, let's flip that around for a quick second. What I found when I became the real me, my true self, my wife became a better wife. Hmm. My kids were better children. My <laughs> friends were better friends. And my <laughs> colleagues were better colleagues. Isn't that interesting? Because yeah, that's fascinating. The that question is, I, I found it was much easier, and they found me infinitely easier to be around, to talk to, to share with, to express, to have conversations with, to deal with. Because I, I was in a different place. Because when, when you change, everything changes for you. It became easier, yes. not harder. 
Yes. Derek, do you know the same thing? I, I work with clients as well, and one of the areas I work with is addiction recovery. And mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people who'd struggle with alcohol or drugs in the past that when they got sober, that at first there might have been a little disruption. As long as their partner was not an alcoholic or a drug addict as well, the partner would come in and go, oh, my Lord, the Messiah has returned. You know, like, wow. how did how did this guy become so nice and kind and considerate when for the last 15 yeah. years I've been with him, he has not been that way? And maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe did your family react to you that way? They did, because one of the things I did the very uh, first after I, I discovered my true self was I set these new standards in the seven key areas of my life. I've got these documents on the website called the Perfect Life Standard System. And it talks about setting new standards for you in the area of your personal health and fitness, your environment, your relationships, your family, your emotions, your career, and your time. Hence, perfect. So at the core of all that, of course, I was missing my wife, missing my children, and, and suffering because I wasn't around them just to right. make money that I wasn't actually making. So I set up these new standards. Now, I, I, I went to an extreme level that one night because I just color-coded all my new standards, created a brand-new timetable, and, and went home and I laminated my, my new standards <laughs> and said, new dad, new husband, this. Wow. And I gave one to each of my children. I gave one to my wife, and I stuck a copy on the fridge with a fridge magnet and said, you know, the key thing here, David, is to the people around you, when you start setting standards from within, from who you truly are, Share it with those who are closest to you, because they will support you. I can tell you this from experience, especially children. They'll help you stick to your standards <laughs> more, right. more than any, any coach that you could, uh, <laughs> right. you could employ. Right. I love that. Hey, Derek, yeah. we, we, we have about a minute and a half left, but before we go, I okay. want to give your website out because there's a free download for all of our, our listeners, uh, mm-hmm. a free download all about the 10-second philosophy at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, dash mills m-i-l-l-s dot com go to derek dash mills dot com and get your free download all about the 10 second philosophy um a minute a minute and 20 seconds left derek give us some inspiration as we end the interview for all of our listeners that are following this and wanting to get what you got okay what's key is that every single one of us came here with gifts from the god from god or the universe we came here with gifts and our true happiness is found in finding what those gifts are and sharing them in the world. The challenges that we face in life can be solved by getting into those gifts. The problems that we face can be easily overcome by getting into those gifts because you are and you have an inner genius inside of you. So if we can then get inside ourselves and then follow the words and the thoughts and the questions and the phrases and the ideas that come from that place, your true self, which is connected to everything, to the source, to God, to universe, go to that place and listen to the message from that place Then have courage, have the courage to follow through on your true self messages. That's where success comes. That's where true happiness comes from. Every single one of us has, has an inner genius. And the point around goals, that if, if goals work so well, why isn't everyone happy and successful? So we know right. there's something else needed, and this is what the philosophy shares with us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely love what you're sharing, Derek. I, I am on board 110%. 
um, if what we're doing isn't working with the 90% failure rate of goals, we have to do something different. And you said something a minute ago that I want to repeat because it's so awesome. When we get on that path of who am I really, the next step, the most important step, we've got to have the courage to follow that path. Absolutely. That's, I, I, Absolutely. I love what you said, Derek. That is just so rocking right on. And I want to thank you so much for staying up late thank you, in England and being with us on the show. You rock, and we so appreciate that. David, you rock, and I really appreciate the time to share with you and, and your listeners, those now and, and online, and I, I really value the opportunity. Thank you very much. Yeah. You are very welcome. And ha- have, have a great sleep, Derek. <laughs> I'm going to bed right now. <laughs> I bet you are. Thanks, David. Have a great okay, day. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye now. Here's the website, gang. I want to give the website again, derek-mills.com, derek-mills.com. Get your free download right there on the 10-second philosophy. He makes a lot of sense. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Show. Remember, you can change your life at any time, like right now. I'm David Essel. Stay there. <laughs> 